Welcome to the Sports Leadership Podcast, where leaders in sport get practical, relevant insight to help them take their leadership to the next level and become leaders worth following. Now for your hosts, Kevin DeShazo and Mark Hodgkin. All right, welcome back to the Sports Leadership Podcast, episode 28. Uh, I am Kevin DeShazo of Culture Wins and Fieldhouse Media, along with Mark Hodgkin. Mark, how's life? Life is good, Kevin. Uh, I think I talked a little bit about it in my last, uh, our last podcast, which, um, true to our word, wasn't, a, wasn't another year with, uh, between episodes, but um, taken uh, a month or two off here after leaving uh, the Learfield company um, after our uh, New Line College was sold to to Learfield. Um, have a new exciting opportunity. Um, have been not quite ready to announce it yet, but uh, going to be getting started here in October. Um, so now just kind of taking the chance to uh, knock out some podcasts, do some stuff around the house and, um, you know, kind of relax a little bit before uh, what's going to be a really busy um, next step. What's new in your world over there, Kevin? Yeah, it's it's that that time of year is here. And I feel like I kind of always say that whenever whenever we talk that the busy time of year is here. Um, because it feels like every season is is a busy season, which is okay. Um, that's a that's a good problem to have. Um, but as we as we record this, it's um, August nineteenth, and school is starting. Fall camp is starting, uh, and so that means I'll be on the road quite a bit. I'm actually leaving this week to go um, to Liberty University, head out to Virginia. I've got trips out to West Virginia, trips to Florida, trips to Chicago, trips to uh, Wisconsin, kind of all over the country. Uh, that time of year. So it's, which I, again, I love, right. I love doing, love being around the country, love being on campus and on your note, a fun that you, you have new opportunity to dive into, which is, a, I probably should be a good podcaster and, and take advantage of that opportunity to, to mention our previous episode on change and, and transition uh, as you are kind of coming out of, out of that season while still staying in that season a bit, right. Changing and transitioning into a, into a new role. So if you didn't listen totally. to episode 27, go, go out and, and do that. Uh, we've got a fun episode on tap today. And so we are going to, I don't know if we want to call it a series or just we'll, we'll have a number of conversations where Mark and I are going to break down, um, talk about, maybe disagree with common leadership phrases or cliches or conventional wisdom that we hear all the time. Um, and you know what we're talking about, right? There, there are, are hundreds, maybe thousands of these leadership quotes that are all over Twitter that you hear in keynotes. And we just want to we want to be intentional uh, to actually process these and say, are they true? Um, are they helpful? Are they helpful for us as individuals? Are they helpful for us to use with our teams? Uh, so I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I'm excited about this as well. I think it, you know the way a lot of us communicate, you know, isn't such a um, quick kind of soundbite uh, social media landscape. You know, you hear these things, and I think. You know, anybody who's interested in leadership development and, and getting better, you know, you're probably inundated with these kind of things. And um, I think most of them, you know, have, like most things, uh, a, a morsel of truth and, and some things that you need to kind of keep in mind. Um, and, I, and I think the deeper you can kind of go into them, 
um, the more you're going to take out from them. Because usually you hear these things and you're like, well, yeah, that sounds good. And then are you going to act on it? Are you really digesting it? So we're going to take some uh, that we see. And like I said, I think Kevin and I will probably have some that we we agree with completely. I think we'll have some interesting kind of uh, tweaks to them, and, and there's probably some that we uh, that we disagree. But um, I guess the one we're going to plan on talking about today is a, is an article that uh, that Kevin and I actually shared um, with each other. Um, it's by uh, Ryan Holiday, who's an author that I know we both enjoy a lot um, and have read a lot of their content and really respect. Um, and it's a it, the preface of it or the premise of it is that how you do anything is how you do everything. So. Kevin and I, when we get back, we'll kind of um, spend some time kicking that idea around. Um, I know we have some interesting thoughts. Um, we've talked a little bit about it offline as well, and uh, looking forward to getting into that. All right, so here we go. Enjoy episode 28. All right, Mark, here we go. And you, you mentioned it in the intro. Uh, this was, and, and, and I kind of had a Twitter comment about this quote without seeing this article. Uh, and then you, you brought, brought up this article to me and, and it's a blog post by Ryan Holiday, author, speaker, uh, who I'm a fan of. We're both a fan of. We've talked about a number of his books on this podcast. Um, Ego is the Enemy, Obstacle is the Way. He, what he's really done is, is taken this idea of stoicism and repurposed it for today's world. Um, so, so big fan of, of the work that he does. And he wrote a, a blog post last week um, with the title, it's a popular leadership quote, uh, how you do anything is how you do everything. And before we even di- dive into this, I want to show a little bit of self-awareness and acknowledge a lot of these things that we're going to talk about, these, these leadership cliches and phrases and conventional wisdom and sound bites. Um, I'm guilty of. I share a lot of these thoughts and ideas on, on Twitter, on social media. Um, and I do try to share things that I think are true and useful. That, and there, there's always different perspectives but, but I know that I am a part of this world sharing some of these thoughts. So I, I, I do fully, fully get that. But I want to jump into this phrase. Um, and, and again, obviously, Ryan Holiday did not come up with this phrase, but it's a very popular one. Um, again, how you do anything is how you do everything. So quick blink, Mark, what are, what are your first thoughts on that phrase? Yeah, you know, and one of the examples he uses is um, uh, a president... Uh, James Garfield, who was uh, president way back in the uh, 19th century, and he, he became dean of his college at the age of 26. And actually, he got to college as a janitor, and he served as a janitor in exchange for tuition, did a really great job every day, kind of dove into that, started taking classes, took any kind of responsibility he could, and then eventually, by age 26, uh, he was the dean of the school. Obviously, um, hard to believe that would happen exactly like that in the 21st century, um, at least being a dean when you're 26. But, you know, I think the point there is that we all have kind of a role to play. And I know uh, Ryan's talked about this in other posts and other writings is that, you know, whatever you're going to be doing, it's really important to kind of be the best you can. I think a lot of us, all of us, you know, and anybody who's competitive and ambitious would, you know, always kind of thinking about things they could do next and how their their path to the top will go. And what I really like about this in a general sense is kind of the challenge it brings to each and every one of us. If you're, you know, whatever station you're in in life, you have things that you need to do. And I think this dives into getting into the process, which is, you know, another thing that coaches talk about a lot and and Kevin, I'm interested to hear your perspective on the coaches you work with, and I'm sure this is, this is pretty popular around them. But 
it's really about kind of breaking down the long road and saying, you know, you have to do the things each step of the way really well to be a success overall in your life or, or be what you want to be. So from that perspective, I think there's, you know, a lot of truth in the idea of doing everything that you're asked to do exceptionally well and then kind of letting the chips, you know, fall as they as they will after that. Yeah. And from that perspective, I, I definitely agree. And and a number of the coaches that I work with, that's their that's what that's the approach they try to get their players and, and their staff to buy into. Right. It's you can talk about saving with the process. Um, you can talk about the 76ers, trust the process, but it's, it's all the little things create big results. Right. And so you don't have to love practice. Right. And we've talked about it before, I think on this podcast of there's the, the phrase, if you love it, you'll never work a day in your life, which is just not true. Work is work. Um, and you're not going to love all of it, but you don't just show up on game day and perform well. Right? You have to do the little things well and practice. The same thing with, if we're talking student athletes in our world of the collegiate sports space, same thing with the ac- academic side. Right? You don't just, unless you just happen to be naturally brilliant, you just don't show up and get an A. Right? You've, got to, you've got to do the work. You've got to study. You've got to go to study groups. It doesn't mean you love all those things, but you give your energy to those things because you're, because you're pursuing um, a, a specific result. Right? You're trying to get better. You're trying to win a game. You're trying to pass a test. You're trying to win a championship. Um, and so I, I think from that, from that perspective, it's a really healthy thing um, because you're in some of the examples he uses, you know, you're in a business, you, you're on a conference call. You don't want to be, be on, you're in a sales meeting. You don't want to be in and we, and I get it right. Um, and it's easy to complain about those things instead of being better in those moments, right. Giving a better energy to those moments, giving better presence to those moments um, because that makes you better and it makes everyone else around you better. So from that perspective, I, I think it's absolutely true um, that you need to be intentional in the small things. I had a, a friend of mine who was a, a collegiate volleyball coach, no longer in that world, um, but he had, had a phrase that if you worry about the little things, you'll find that you don't have any big things to worry about, right? Because everyone gets worried. Everyone has all these massive issues that they're, they're facing. Well, it's because they ignored the details along the way that led to big headaches. Well, if you take care of the little things, you're not going to have big things to worry about. Yeah. I, I like that a lot too. And, and kind of, uh, another, we'll, we'll start kind of with the things that we like about this, uh, quote as well, but you know what I think it's a great antidote to, to snobbery. You know, I can't think of a better way to say it than that, but you know, this idea that, you know, looking down your nose, to somebody for doing less of a job. And that's another example that the holiday used in the writing was, you know, um, another president who started out as a tailor and people would kind of make a, you know, give him a hard time about being a tailor. Why should you be president? Well, I was a good one. You know, I've made, made it, uh, the best I possibly could. And you hear that quote as well, that whatever you are, um, to be a good one. And, you know, I, I take the mindset that if, if you're doing anything to kind of the best of your ability and really, doing everything you can to, to make a difference, you know, there's no, there's no bad jobs. There's nothing beneath you. There's nothing that, you know, any of us should look down, uh, whether it's a white collar job, looking down to a blue collar job or, uh, you know, any of the different pieces of sports organizations, even, you know, looking down at the, the, what the marketing team's doing because you're in the operations side. I really like that idea of being able to, to break things down and saying, here's how I'm going to do it really well. Um, and like you said, your, your coach friend, um, the small things will make the big things work out. And, and I think, too, it's, it's this idea of uh, if, if we're you know, continuing to focus on the idea of, of if it's your job or if you're a student athlete or if you're an athlete, it's, it's easy to get lost in that vision of the future. 
um, or to say, well, this is just a job. I'm, I'm just here to collect a paycheck and go about my day. I love his response to that. It's like, well, that's actually foolishness. You know, if action becomes our priority, then the vanity goes away from us. Like, no, this isn't just a job. Like, this is where I'm at. This deserves my best. And so, so again, I think that's a good, a good perspective where I, I disagree on this take um, or with this quote. And I, again, I mentioned this on Twitter a little bit, um, is I think it puts an unhealthy burden on people to, to saying, well, if you don't do this well, then nothing in your life is ever going to work out well, right? To take this literal, like as a literal phrase that, well, the way you mow your yard, that's a, that's a clear indication of who you are as a father, as a husband, as a leader, as a businessman, as a speaker, as a student, as an athlete. It's like, no, man, it's just mow my yard. <laughs> um, and, and I don't, and I'll use me as an example. I don't care about my yard. I want it to look um, mowed, right? Like I'm not, I'm, you don't walk, walk down my street and my yard is a jungle, but it's, it's not a priority for me. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't I'm not looking to get yard of the month. I don't really care about that. And so my yard is not getting my best energy. It's not getting my best focus because it's not a priority for me. And so I think with, with this phrase, a lot of it does come down to priorities and, and really determining based on who you want to be, uh, based on what you want to be about, what deserves your best energy, what deserves your best focus. Yeah, that's a good example. And, I, you know, I've heard other ones, too. Um, and it's kind of a it feels kind of like an old fashioned statement. But, you know, I always told a few people, you know, always look at how people shine their shoes the right way. You know, if you're wearing dress shoes and, you know, if you're somebody who has sloppy looking shoes, you're not taking care of the details with the rest of your your work. And, and like you said, it's 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 tricky. Um, and it's I don't think it's a, a tried and true that just because a guy might have some scuffs on his shoes that he's going to be a terrible at what he does for work. Um, even though I do like the idea of, of taking care of the little things and being um, anything you choose to do, doing it really well. And I guess maybe that's where you can draw a little bit of the delineation on this that, you know, to use your lawn example, if you were, I don't know, trying to have a great lawn and trying to, you know, have the best one in your neighborhood, go all in, spend time each day doing that. But, you know, if you're not, just completely put it out of your mind and, that's where I think, you know, and there's, there's a few books that came up um, as we were thinking about this that I've read that I thought have been interesting. One of them is called The Power of uh, Full Engagement. Um, it's by uh, Jim Lohr and uh, Tony Schwartz. It's, a, uh, it's about managing your energy. And the theory behind it is that you only have so much energy. Um, you only have so much time, uh, for sure. You know, we're only given 24 hours in a day. And you can divvy that up but where you can make the most impact, according to this book, is by managing your energy and taking on the important things when, you, you know, when in the day you have the most energy, when you can really give the best to them and make the biggest incremental gains um, and the most impact. And I think that's kind of what you're going to, uh, Kevin, as far as saying you know, the things that are really important, you, know, you need to have a list. Where are the biggest impacts? I always like to do that when I was um, at a company or when I was um, in a job of, okay, what are the things that according to my boss, according to my stakeholders, according to me, what are the five or 10 things that are the most important things or the most important challenges? Because there's only going to be so much time. And, you know, if you're spending unlimited amount of time on TPS reports, you know, that's probably not giving the most value to the people who pay your salary. But I think, you know, you're, you're, you always have to look at where you bring the most value and, and why you're getting compensated and why you're being asked to do whatever your job is um, and delivering the right kind of value, the right kind of focus uh, to do that really well as opposed to getting down in the muck with things that, that really aren't that important. 
And, and I think too, it's considering, you know, whatever the action or the assignment or the work is, um, what's its impact on other people, right? That, that should play a role in the, in the level of energy and focus you give to it. So we'll go back to my example of mowing my yard, me not giving that my best attention or energy isn't, isn't hurting someone, right? Like that's not a detriment to my family. Now, if I don't mow my yard, yes, maybe my kids are getting sick and there's snakes and all sorts of crazy stuff in my yard. But, but for me to not give it my best and my, my, my most important energy isn't hurting anyone. Whereas in our work, if we don't give these three challenges, these three projects, if we don't give our best, well, that's going to impact other people in a negative way. Um, so that, again, that doesn't mean we're going to love that work, but we have to give our best to it because it's going to impact so many people for us to not give our best is going to have a negative impact. Um, and it's going to be detrimental to others, which ultimately becomes a detriment to us. Uh, and so I think getting out of our own box as well and realizing the impact that our work has, has on other people can be a huge factor in that. But again, I, I think, and I'm thinking out loud on this, so this may not be true. I think maybe a question to ask in the midst of the work that you're doing is did you, did you give the best that you could in that moment? You, could you always give more? Yes. Um, did you give the best that you could? Did you give enough in that moment? Because I think there could be this, this, it could put an unhealthy burden on people. Well, I should be doing a lot more. It's like, well, so for us in this podcast, we could, we could have all sorts of equipment. We could do all sorts of things to make this feel really, really, really official, right? To be like build out a podcast studio that each of us are recording in with crazy, and, but we don't have to do that right? We're, we're being intentional with it. And we're, I think we give it enough and not enough time because we don't record enough, enough episodes, but for what we're doing to, to have the conversation with each other, to hopefully serve, serve the people who are listening. I think we are giving our best when we're in the moment, but we don't need to feel a burden to, to suddenly compare it. Well, look at that podcast and how, what their setup is. And we could be doing that. Well, no, our, what we're doing is, is good enough. It's fine. We're, we're giving good energy. We're giving good effort to be pleased with that, not to have a burden of, well, because we didn't, we didn't do it as big as we possibly could, then suddenly we're not good enough. You know? yeah. so I think, again, with, with all these things, that, these phrases that we're going to break down, there's going to be some good and bad, some give and take, and figure out what's helpful, figure out what's not, figure out what's true, figure out what's not, um, and how you both take in these things um, and apply them to yourself and apply them to your team. Yeah, it, it reminds me kind of what you're saying there of, of one of my favorite quotes, and that's from Theodore Roosevelt, a third president I think we've mentioned on this podcast, which is the first. Uh, is to Sports do Leadership what you can. and History podcast. <laughs> I am a history major, so I come by it honestly. So, um, And this is a Theodore Roosevelt quote, but it's do what you can with what you have where you are. And I think that you can never go wrong with that, right? Like that is wherever you are, you have things that you need to do. And, and let's be honest with, with what we can do you know, what is the best that you can do? And that's, you know, that's not the same. And it's hard to sometimes delineate this change. It's not just kind of this, I don't know, participation trophy culture of just do the best you can, you know, and you're, you're fine and everybody's a winner and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's not the same, but it's understanding that, and it's being really, really honest with yourself. And I think that's what I like about this theory and this, this kind of, this kind of quote. My favorite thing about it is, is really forcing you to do some hard thinking on, you know, what your best is, you know, am I, am I really doing the best that I can? Um, you know, am I, am I taking care of those little things? Um, am I focusing on that process? Am I doing the things that I'm paid to do as well as I possibly can 
to warrant more responsibility and status um, and a new job? Because I think it's it's way too easy to be dishonest with yourself on some of those questions and just kind of say, you know, I've put in my time here. I've I've uh, I've done the work. I've I've checked the boxes. Um, but you know, I, what I like about this is, have I really challenged myself to do the best I can on each of these reports, or am I just getting it done and and checking off the list on my to-do list and then kind of moving on to the next thing, you know, and, and I, and I definitely, um, agree with what you're saying about, you know, marshalling your resources the right way and focusing on where you can make the most impact. But I guess what I would take, if anything, from this quote, the most important thing I would take is challenging yourself on these things, the things you do every day, the, t- the way you spend your commute or the hour before you get to work or the hour after you get home from work, you know, am I, am I really doing the best I can with what I have where I am? Um, so, you know, I, I think it's probably like all of these that we're going to do. We're going to have some things we like about it, um, and we're going to have some things that we can kind of pick apart. Um, but at the end of the day, I think there's a lot you could take from it, and that's, that's what I would take from this one. And that reminds me, taking it all the way back to episode one, 2016, December 2016, know yourself to lead yourself, right? If, if we're wanting to get somewhere, are we giving the right effort to get where we want to go? Um, if things aren't great in your world, if you're frustrated about where you are, um, about your career, about the lack of career growth, the lack of career movement, um, look at look in the mirror, right? Let's not blame other people. Let's say, am I giving the right effort to the things that matter most? Am I giving the right effort to the things that, that can propel me forward? If not, like you said, why, why would I give you a promotion? Why would I give you more responsibility, more authority if you're not being um, responsible for what you, what you currently have? Uh, and so that's, that's a huge thing, right? Is, is be intentional with where you are, know yourself to lead yourself, be honest with yourself in these questions. Um, cause it's easy to, to, to put all this stuff on other people, right? But to be honest, say, you know what? I didn't give my best on that project because it wasn't going to benefit me. Well, then why would I give you more, <laughs> right? Why would I give you more responsibility if all you're concerned about is what's going to benefit you? Um, or I didn't give my, my best energy on that because, you know, whatever fill in the blank excuses, um, but we just have to be intentional, right? To, to give, we, we try to help people break down what's, what's urgent and what's important. Are you giving your best energy to those things every day? Uh, and if not, then we can't expect good outcomes. Again, whether that's uh, on, on the basketball court, football field, in the office, sales meetings, whatever it is, if, if we're not giving our best energy to what's urgent and to what's important, we can't expect growth. We can't expect success. Um, we can't expect great results. Yeah, and uh, I guess we'll make it president number four because I would encourage you all to Google the Eisenhower matrix, which is kind of an idea of what's urgent and what's important, and and when it's when it's both, those are the things you need to tackle. Um, the other things that you can either not do, uh, decide not to do, or or farm out. And you know, I, I, there's probably a little bit of this too that goes into where you are in your career um, because when you're early in your career and you're just getting out, I think it's even more important. Like everything you're doing at the office has to be really good because you know the best way to tell if somebody's going to do well in an elevated role is how they do their current role, right? Like you don't take somebody who's struggling with their current role and then say, okay, you should take, take on four or five new projects, right? And then the challenge is when you've developed a little bit into your career and you have more responsibility and have more people, um, you know, needing things from you, that's when you can decide, okay, this is something that I can't put my full effort into. I can't, um, and it's not worth putting my full effort into. How do I learn then to effectively and responsibly farm those things out and delegate those responsibilities to other people in your organization. So I think there's a little bit of um, you know spin you can put on this depending on where you are in your your career path. And then even with that, it's 
then giving your best, right? How you do anything is how you do everything. Then it's not so much task-based as it is getting into the soft skills, right? How do I learn to delegate? How do I learn to lead? Am I giving my best? Is all my, if I'm a leader now by title, is all my energy going into just accomplishing things? Or am I now being intentional and giving some of my energy into knowing myself better, into knowing my people better, into knowing what it means to be a better leader? And so that's, that's a great point that as, as you move on in your career, um, this is going to take different, different shapes and different turns. Um, and we've got to be aware of that, which is a, kind of the big, big piece of this, right? We can't get too lost in the future, can't be holding on to the past. We've, we've got to be present with where we are, um, know what needs to be done, know what needs our best, um, and give our energy and our focus to that. So fun conversation. Uh, this is just the beginning of, of breaking down a number of these phrases and cliches and, and conventional wisdom around the leadership world. Um, if you have some that are your favorite, shoot us a tweet, shoot us a DM, send us an email. Uh, we'd love to break some of these down and have some fun with them. Um, so thank you guys for listening to episode 28. So thanks again for listening. Episode 28 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. Great conversation. Look forward to hearing what you um, would like us to tackle next. And until next time, uh, for Kevin DeShazo, I am Mark Hodgkin. Thanks again.